Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. everyone and welcome to the show today. I am sitting here with one of my absolute favorite, favorite, favorite people, Dr. Sharon Stroud. Dr. Sharon Stroud is a woman dedicated to serving the planet. The slogan, think globally and act locally, locally, would describe what she has been doing for her entire adult life. 45 years. (laughs) Okay. She is an author, professional speaker, and a spiritual leader. She has served the New Thought Movement for over 44 years as a spiritual leader. Dr. Stroud has served as a spiritual leader of Interfaith Spiritual Center Worldwide in Palm Springs, California, since 2001. She also serves as the Dean of the Institute of Successful Living. Dr. Stroud is the president-elect of the International Foundation for World Peace and Research, in which she travels all over the world, lecturing at universities and institutions of learning. Most recently, at the Cultural Cultural Arts Festival in India in January, the International Congress on Art, Science, Communication, and Technology in Edinburgh, Scotland, Madonna University in Nigeria, Africa, the University of Istanbul Medical Center in Turkey, the University of Zagreb in Croatia, the University of African and Oriental Studies in London, England, and there are so many more. In addition to all the travel, Sharon has been a recipient of many honors and awards. Not to say, not the least to say, she has received not once, but twice, the President of the United States Call to Service Award of Excellence from the White House, from the White House, the highest acknowledgement a citizen can receive signed by President Barack Obama. So welcome, Sharon. I'm Thank so you. happy to have you here. It's a joy to be here, Marla. It really um, is. Yeah, I am always thrilled for you to be to talk to you because there are so many things to uh, to talk about that you do that support and help people. And let's get into um, sharing everything because especially in today's day and age with the pandemic going on, I'm sure so many people are in, in different kinds of need than they might have been three months ago. That's right. We're living in a different world, Marla. And uh, it's really interesting how we need to make that shift. And especially when there's so much fear-based thinking in the world. And I always feel that the light bearers are the ones that shine the light into that darkness and not only absorb that darkness, then what it does is penetrates it and eventually illuminates it. And so as we stand in that light, and you know, this is the easiest thing in the world to talk about. I mean, all, you know, you hear about all of the new thought uh, teachers and all the books and all of the, the seminars and workshops, but to embody it, so that we are the living embodiment of peace, the peace that 
it's all inclusive beyond color, race, creed, sexual orientation, and I added political affiliation, that that oneness lives and moves and has its being at the center of our lives. And what I would like to do for our viewing and listening audience today is I would like to set the tone. This is a chant from the Gandhi Foundation, and I do it with these little uh, Tibetan symbols. And uh, these uh, symbols actually resonate to the heart chakra. And in the ancient Sanskrit, a chakra means a wheel of spinning energy in a clockwise fashion. We have seven major chakras within this body temple. And of course, you know, we hear a lot about the third eye and to open the third eye so that we can see through the appearances, the conditions and the effects that show up in life that we are so tempted to give our power away to. So as I set this tone today, I invite you to actually repeat after me. And if you don't feel comfortable doing that or you feel you're not in a position to do that, you can just silently, as I make these declarations into the law of mind, from the Gandhi Foundation, and, and it was originally sent to me uh, during the Harmonic Convergence in 1987. I was going to be presenting at the United Nations University for Peace in Costa Rica. So someone sent me a, a crystal bowl. Now we see crystal bowls and people are toning them and they're having crystal bowl concerts. In 1987, they were unheard of. And someone sent it to me, and I thought it really was a salad bowl. And then as I read on, this was a quartz crystal bowl resonating wow. to the heart chakra. Mm -hmm. uh, and remember that the heart is the seat of the soul. And that as we open that heart energy, that's where we com connect with compassion and forgiveness. So as I tone the Tibetan bells... Uh, and make these declarations, just feel free to identify with me, just say them to yourself, or audibly, whatever works for you. We'll begin with the energy of, I offer you peace. I offer you friendship. I offer you love. I see your beauty. I hear your needs. I feel your feelings. My wisdom flows from a higher source. I salute that source in you. Come, let us work together. Come, let us work together. Come, let us work together. And now we call on the angels, the archangels, and all enlightened beings to cleanse, purify, harmonize, balance, attune, and heighten the energy field. We know that that which needs to be healed is healed, that which needs to be revealed is revealed, that which needs to be known is known, and that which needs to be released is released, quickly, gently, and with grace. For I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man and woman the things which are higher power has prepared for us, for those that love. And so it is, and I say namaste, that we have set the tone today, and we really welcome this energy of light that is so very, very needed. And I want to acknowledge Marla for doing this work. This is a lot of work, and it's not without its stresses as well. So we just, we have cleansed and purified, harmonized and balanced so that we can be ready for you. So Marla, I... Salute you, and I honor you. Oh, I'm happy to be here. 
Thank you. I'm so I'm so honored and grateful that you're here with us today because, you know, after our other interview, I just I, I just can't speak highly enough about you know our resonance together and how how we communicate and how we connect and I'm just so grateful for for our souls re meeting again. Yes, reuniting first time meeting. See, and and these resonances are amazing, aren't they? Because. We, we've known each other many lifetimes, so it's not a first-time meeting. It's a joyful reunion of souls who have walked the path many, many lifetimes. And I really feel that with you. And I just love our Facebook community as well because yes. I've met so many of them traveling, you know, that have hosted me. And it's just that glorious reuniting of souls that have walked the path many, many lifetimes. It is, and it's just it's a reunion. It is a reunion. It's a definite reunion yeah. of souls. It is. So, Sharon, let's talk about the relationship between science and religion. Good. Because I think there's a lot of confusion. About yeah, that. Einstein said that science without religion is lame and religion without science is blind. And we know that there, in our teaching, uh, I went through the Ernest Holmes Seminary. Ernest Holmes was the founder of Science of Mind, Religious Science. Uh, not to be confused with Scientology. Religious science, the laws of science, okay, the opinions of philosophy, the revelations of religion applied to human need and the aspirations of every living soul. So there is a cause and effect relationship in the universe that we have behind every effect that's in the outer world. There was a cause in mind. Now, first cause is God. Whatever you conceive your God to be, whatever name you put on your higher power, it does not matter because it's about spirituality that transcends religion. Religion is man-made. Yes. Spirituality, we came in with spirituality. We're all spiritual beings. And so as we recognize that we we have secondary causes and we have effects, and when we take responsibility, and let's remember the twin of responsibility is freedom. When I take responsibility for my life and what's showing up, then I know that there is an opening and I am now so free from looking outside myself and assigning blame and all of the things that we do when we're in situations that we just don't work for us. We think, how could I be me? And in this position, you know, it's really fascinating how that works because we all have feet of clay. And what that means is, We're all here to learn, to grow, and to evolve. And I don't care how evolved anyone is. The greatest guru on the planet are learning and growing and unfolding. Mother Teresa said she used to wake up every day and she would address the little Hitler within her and dissolve that energy so that love could be the strongest power that was motivating her. So if Mother Teresa, I mean, let's let's right, be real here. Exactly. Mother Teresa could get up and say, I'm going to address the little Hitler within me. We know we all have work to do. And we, are, we chose to be here at this time for such a time as this. We chose to be here. And when we take responsibility for that, the door of freedom opens. 
and our universe becomes so magnificent and large. And then when things come in, I mean, you know that I'm a widow. I was widowed at 32 years old. I had a seven-year-old to raise. I was in my first year of the ministry. All the, you know, the wonderful congregation uh, that were with me, suddenly all the women thought I was going to steal their husbands and they quit coming and there was all this kind of fear. And I went through this really dark night of the soul. I have lost my husband, my soulmate, the love of my life. And then I, you know, I had all of these other things, you know, that bubbled up, that strengthened me that allowed me to see through the appearance, the conditions of of fear-based thinking, the effects that occur when we buy in to these outer things. So when our daughter was three three days old, Marla, and uh, we took her home and I heard the phone ring and um, they said, this is Dr. Phillips from Kaiser and your husband is in stage four cancer. And I was looking at Neil who's six foot four and magnificent and I you know in those days and this was a 19 like 19 which was born in 1969 so in those days Kaiser made mistakes and they would you know confuse records and I said I am looking at my husband here and he is in magnificent health and he said oh I'll take it in the other room now I never ever heard my husband ever use any kind of language and I heard him yell at the doctor and say, God damn it, I told you not to call here for one week. My wife just had a baby. And he hung up. And then he came into the other room and I'm like, what is going on? And he looked down in that cradle at this three-day-old baby and he said, I have too much to live for. I know that I'm going to move through this. I know that uh, I have a destiny to fulfill. So he went on for seven years after being diagnosed with stage four cancer. And, wow. and he passed away in 7-11-77. So energetically, it allowed me to go to a place, a deep, deep place within me. Because I was raised in domestic violence. My sister committed suicide. So I knew what that pain and that suffering and that hurt was. And... She chose one path of alcoholism and addiction. I chose spirituality. And whenever I would go to court, she would, you know, she'd do unbelievable stuff like sell marijuana to narc agents and and she'd wind up, you know, in jail. So I would go to court and I would address the judge and I would say, my sister uh, is a product of her environment. Uh, She was raised in domestic violence and never really recovered and every single judge that I ever went before had one singular question and that was you are her sister why aren't you that way and I said because I knew I had a choice and I made a different choice and I chose spirituality and I was a minister at this time I I was a minister at 30 years old, so I looked like I was 15. And uh, so they would just shake their head and they would then entrust her into my care because the penal system is not about rehabilitation, unfortunately, at this stage of the game in our our society. And she'd be really great for a while and then she'd have those demons and she just couldn't face her demons and uh, eventually you know, took her own life. But we all, I I feel for each and every one of us. And if you're viewing us at this time, if you're listening in at this time, this message is for you. That the moment of enlightenment is the moment that we know that we have a choice. Choose 
thee this day whom you will serve. God, life, truth, beauty, peace, love, wisdom, or the ego. We are at choice every single day of our lives. And when we make a higher choice, and I always say, and I, whenever I have felt the rug pulled out from under me, I've always landed on higher ground. We need to know that for ourselves. So when we look at the scientific laws of the universe, that it's cause and effect. What we put into the law of mind is returned unto us tenfold. And that biblical verse, God is not mocked, be not deceived as you sow, so shall ye reap. So when we are conscious of that, and remember that the throat center, this is a power center. And this power center, we speak things into existence. We speak things into creation. That this power center decreeth thing, and it is established unto us. And that which we utter becomes the outer. So we need to be very mindful about conscious languaging. And when we, the more conscious we are, the more we speak things into existence on a much higher plane, a much higher vibratory frequency. So... And doing this work, and, and Marla, this is your ministry. I mean, you, you are hosting all of us who are in the world, and yet we've chosen a higher way. We've chosen a higher way to view things. And uh, yesterday was Earth Day. And, uh, you know, I, I'm so reminded of, of Chief Seattle, uh, who said, we did not weave the web of life. We are merely a strand on it. What is done to the web is particularly done to each strand. So with great unconditional positive regard, I honor you. I salute you. That place in us, if I'm in that place in me, and you are in that place in you, yes. there is only one of us. It's true. Sharon, I hate to break us up at this point because this is such amazing information, but we have a break to take. We'll be talking more with Sharon, Dr. Sharon Stroud on the other side. Stick with us. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting marlagoldberg.net. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. 
Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi, everyone. Thank you for sticking around. And if you've just tuned in, I am sitting here in this amazing glow of energy with Dr. Sharon Stroud. Dr. Sharon Stroud is a spiritual leader, professional speaker, and an author. She has served the New Thought Movement for 44 years as a spiritual leader and serves as the spiritual leader of Interfaith Spiritual Center Worldwide in Palm Springs, California. I'm going to just bring her back because there's so much great conversation and her messages. But one thing I'm going to put out there is I do invite you to call in and ask Sharon a question because the answer you get will be the answer that we all need to hear. So 888-346-9141. Oh, welcome back, Sharon. Thank you. It's a joy to be back. Always a joy. So as we were talking, we were talking about the, the, the last quote you I'm, I'm losing it. I was like so like in the moment that you were doing that. But let's talk about peace because you are a peace minister. You are a humanitarian. How does one obtain peace, especially now with what's going on, if, if you can share any, any tidbits on the ways people can get grounded and feel more peaceful in this uncertain time? And it is a really, really interesting time. The ancient ones never cursed anyone, Marla. They only wish them an interesting life. And our lives can become very interesting, can't they? Amazing. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, and that has a connotation that goes either way, right? <laughs> I'm not going to curse you. I'm just going to wish you a really interesting life. life. Absolutely. And um, so when we, when we, Jesus, who became the Christ, said, My peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You believe in God, believe also, and he said, in me. And he was not talking about his personality. He was talking about Christ consciousness. So when we look at the Buddha nature, the heart of compassion, and Buddha's whole message, man, woman, is the result of all that they have thought. And then, you know, all the great teachings that have talked about peace and and, peace. doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. And that, you know, if, if you go to Israel, it's about, you know, shalom, the peace that is within us. Uh, the When I was uh, presenting in uh, India and I was presenting to 10,000 in the audience and I said, which I do every Sunday, but here I'm presenting in India and I said, namaste. And to have the resonation and the echo of namaste 
And that auditorium was tear-evoking. And I had to really kind of get a hold of myself because I felt it. The, the, I honor that place in you where the whole universe resides. I honor that place in you of peace, of love, of wisdom. And if I am in that place in me and you are in that place in you, there truly is only one of us. So as we stay grounded and centered, whatever, you know, whatever persuasion, whatever religious culture we're from, but in that spiritual place of peace, that we can be so firmly grounded in the peace that nothing and no thing disturbs our peace of mind. And we can sit and I, you know, sit for two minutes, light a candle and just peace, peace, breathing in peace, breathing out peace, breathing in peace, breathing out peace, that I am peace, right? And And especially when, we're hit in the solar plexus because we have every emotion that we have ever experienced is stored in our solar plexus. Yes. So that's why I cleanse, purify, you know, the energy field when I'm doing my meditation work. And so when we free ourselves of the, the fear that we've held on to, frozen emotions that we've held on to, when we free ourselves from that and we fill the energy center with light. And as we feel that light, it moves us to be in the world, to live, to love, to laugh, to express, to, to go about our daily round, but we're of a higher vibratory frequency. And when we know that we're in the world to live out our lives, to fulfill our dharma, our destiny, but of a higher spiritual recognition, something so powerful happens to us and we're not the same you know it's like marla here here's you know we'll visualize in my right hand an apple and in my left hand an orange and now i'm going to put the orange in my right hand and the apple in my left hand that's called a change okay yes but when i bite into the apple and it tastes like an orange that is a transformation we look the same in the outer but something has shifted within us at such an amazing degree. And we are not the same. And I've seen my own evolution. You know, I came into this way of life in my 20s. And I was uh, actually in taking uh, Science of Mind 2, I was uh, pregnant with my daughter. And so, you know, she was getting it by osmosis and, and raised in this way of life, life from the very beginning. And so as we grow and evolve and and uh, you know in my own evolution I, I things i used to react to that as i was doing my work and i was breathing in peace and breathing out peace doing my spiritual treatments and a spiritual treatment is a positive prayer of alignment where we are speaking our word into the law of mind recognizing that it returns in full-blown expression of that which we have sent forth that it's already an accomplished fact in mind Ours is to awaken to the truth that sets us free to be who and what we are. So as I was growing spiritually, and, and I had a lot of forgiveness work to do with my father, who was an abusive, violent alcoholic, and uh, it was a terrible, uh, our childhood was terrible. And we never knew, you know, we never knew when he was going to explode or when he would when come home. was going to drop, yeah. Right, exactly. And so... When I, um, I was in San Diego and uh, our congregation, 
uh, we had 3,000 people coming every week. I was on major TV. I was on radio. And he happened to tune in. And there I was. And he lived in Venice, California, in the L.A. County. And um, there I was. I mean, his daughter, you know, who he said would never amount to anything. Uh, there she was on TV and uh, speaking in an articulate way <laughs> he could understand. And interestingly enough, the following Sunday was Father's Day. And uh, I was, you know, I was giving three services and I was on my third service. And uh, we were, you know, we were just going right into the service, the order of service. And my, uh, my vocal soloist was there. My pianist was there. And her name was Tess. And she, she, was, she was a chain smoker, but she was such a, a spiritual old gal. And she was amazing. And I just, we were very, very close. And I thought I saw, you know, at the very back, I mean, with the sea of faces, my father. I was so thrown because we had been alienated for so many years and estranged. I was so thrown that instead of doing all the nice little solos, vocal solo and prayers and all the things that we did, you know, before my presentation, I went right into my presentation. And then as I looked over at Tess, she went like this. And I looked and we still had 30 minutes to go. And I said, what has happened here? <laughs> and I said, you know what happened? I really thought at the very, very back of uh, our beautiful sanctuary, I saw my father. And so I started walking down the aisle and I said, uh, is that my father in the back row? And he shook his head, no. And in those days, you know, you know, I had the handheld mic and it, right. the cord it only went so far, <laughs> only went so far. So I got like halfway down the aisle and I dropped it and I said, well, you look so much like my father. And I and I kept walking. And of course, it was my father. And I said, this is my father, ladies and gentlemen, and they know the history because I'm very open about my life. I feel like self-disclosure leads to other people's healing, that they know that you have, you have uh, healed this, this situation. Self-disclosure to me is authentic. It's genuine. People resonate to these self-disclosures. And, uh, and so I embraced him and I just started sobbing, you know, kind of <laughs> uncontrollably what Oprah calls the ugly cry. And, and he did too. There was not a dry eye in that sanctuary. It was such a healing of the past. And afterward, he came to Coronado and uh, he said, and, and a lot of you have not received the apology, but just know that energetically you have. But he sat and he cried and he said, I've done so much, so many horrible things. I know I was an SOB and and he just started sobbing and sobbing, but can you ever forgive me? Do I have to be crucified the rest of my life? And I said, you know, Daddy, I wouldn't be who I am without those experiences. I neither do I need to repeat them, right? So we wouldn't be who we are, and we also do not have the need to repeat them. Right. And there was such a healing. And so my daughter, who uh, knew my father as the most loving grandfather on the planet can't even relate to what we went through with him and his wife battering and battering us. And, you know, all of the things she can't even relate to any of that because he transformed. We, we bit into the apple and it tasted like an orange. 
there was a transformation. And all of that stuff that I had carried, you know, it dissolved in the twinkling of an eye. So I want you to know that forgiveness is the first step. If you want real peace, then we have to do our forgiveness work. And sometimes things bubble up and we say, oh, I thought that I had taken care of that. I return it to its native nothingness from whence it came. I release it with love. And as we do this, because we're all part of the human condition, we're all here together. We're all, it's a shared humanity. What occurs for one occurs for all. In fact, I have a friend that she put something about the Holocaust on Facebook and never again. And I wrote back, I said, never again. It was a collective wound that is still being healed. And when I was a little girl, five years old, I, saw, I was in, uh, we called it the little store. We used to walk to the little store. I lived in the San Fernando Valley. And I saw a man and he had numbers on the, the inside of his wrist. Yeah. I'm five years old. So this is why I really do believe in reincarnation. I said, were you in the concentration camp too? And my mother looked at me and he said, how does a little girl like you know about concentration camps? And I said, I think I was there too. I was five years old. Wow. So energetically, what occurs for one happens for all and, and the all and the one. So as humanity, when we create critical mass, mm-hmm. no, she sees, <laughs> she sees somebody, she sees, we're talking about peace here. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so talking- I like to say, you know, forgiveness is a gift you give yourself. It is. It really it has is. nothing to do with letting anybody off the hook and letting their bad behavior rule everything. It's about, for, you know, the gift you give yourself because it unburdens you. It, it takes the weight of everything it off your shoulders. It takes the weight, the burden. You have freedom and, and, and there's a lightness that occurs. And yeah. then you create the space for beautiful manifestations. See, unforgiveness blocks what we're about. Yes. And forgiveness opens the space to allow that energy to come forth in such a miraculous way. And it is miraculous. When it is. Finally it is that come to you that are just, you would never, ever have imagined the beauty and the, and the wondrous, wondrous things that come to you. Exactly, because yeah. it is miraculous. And I feel that this way of life is miraculous. And not that we don't go through the human condition and we have stuff come up in our lives, but we deal with it differently. And we deal with it on a solution level, rather being in the problem, it's the solution level. And then we take it up to that higher vibratory frequency and and create the space for resolution. And if we're so involved in the problem, that creates so much bondage and, and blockage in our lives so that we're not receiving the manifestations of the peace that we seek. Be the peace that we seek. As Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world and allow that to unfold. It's our divine right to receive the miracles of life. So why do you know, move the human condition out and like open the gates and allow one to receive all that they desire, need and, and want to live the life they're divinely meant to live. Exactly. And deserve. And deserve. Yeah. And really deserve. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I did want to get that piece. I love love your comments. And I love that resonation of energy. Thank you. It's just so amazing. Let's talk about how in this time, in, in all time, 
being in the present moment, being mindful of what's going on around you, how vital and important it is for growth and also release. Exactly. Uh, We're told that the point of power is always in the present moment. So that's our point of of power. Uh, There's a little poem, uh, My Name Is I Am. Uh, I do not live in the past. My name is not I was. My name is I am. When you live in the future, my name is not I will be. My name is I am. When you live in the future, I am not there. My name is I am. But when you live in the present, I am there. My name is I am. So when we're, when we're in the past, uh, energetically, that does not serve us. That's just a repeat of an experience and we're going to repeat it if we don't heal it. If we're living in the past, that does not serve. We've got to let that go. And, you know, it's so amazing because life is filled with what? Contractions and expansions, right? Absolutely. And so, you know, we contract, we expand. We contract, we expand. Buddha said that life is like hands clapping. So I've got it. Oh, I am enlightened. I've got, oh my God, where did it go? I've got it. I don't. I've got it. I don't. I've got it. I don't. So life is like hands clapping. We've got it. We're, you know, we're there. But then, you know, life is a spiral. We need to grow. We need to evolve. We need to expand. Life is a spiral. And with each new revolution of change, before we get to that new place on the spiral, there is disorientation. So part of that human condition is acknowledging, yes, we may have moments of disorientation and that's all part of the process of unfoldment. And as we unfold, as we evolve, as we expand into a larger view, the world expands with us. And it, it, again, it's about that cause and effect relationship. It's about that growth. And when we live in the present moment, life responds to that because the present moment, the eternal moment, as the Course in Miracles states, the holy instant is really all that there is. Uh, I remember uh, I was shopping one time and I was in the grocery store and uh, I had my, you know, 15 or less things, but I noticed the woman in front of me, she just had her cart filled with things. Now, this is a small thing, but I'm standing there thinking, oh yeah, right. And I'm looking at my watch and she's got her card filled. She got up to the cashier and the cashier said, and which 15 things did you want me to ring up? I said, there is a God. (laughs) Hallelujah. It was so hysterical in that moment. And the look on the woman's face, like this didn't work. I wanted to break the rules. It didn't work. No, the universe is watching you, honey. And, you know, these little moments in time when we're, you know, here I was, I was kind of thinking of a future time and I've got appointments and she, you know, got her cart filled and, and that instant it all shifted. It did. Because oh joy God. is the most infallible sign of the presence of God. So Those true. moments of, of joy, they lighten up the whole energy field. So living in the present moment, what else is there? There's only this moment, right? That's where you feel the joy. And we're going to talk more about this when we come back, but we have one more break to go. So stick around. Thank you, Sharon.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive, ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting marlagoldberg.net. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, we're back. And if you've been listening here, listening to Dr. Sharon Stroud, we still have some more amazing conversation. But if you're just tuning in, Dr. Sharon Stroud is my guest today. And Dr. Stroud is a spiritual leader of the Interfaith Community. I'm sorry, the Interfaith Center Worldwide in Palm Springs. She has been a spiritual leader for over 44 years. And in addition, she's a professional speaker and an author. And she does so much. And if you want to get in touch with Dr. Stroud, you can find her at www.interfaithworldwide.com. Or you can find her on Facebook at www.facebook slash Sharon with two R's dot Stroud dot nine. So welcome, Sharon. Welcome back. Thank you. We're going to Great start to this back. segment with charity shout out. And because you have a ministry, because you have your spiritual center, I'm going to just leave it to you to talk about 
where needs could be felt and how people can get in touch with you and what you might be offering. Thank you. And I was sharing with Marla that uh, since uh, the lockdown five weeks ago now, this will be our fifth Sunday, that we have no way of uh, really (laughs) receiving a physical offering. So all of our virtual community and uh, our community that uh, comes on Sundays uh, have been sending in their tithes and love offerings, but we do a lot in our community. Uh, I mean, I've been here 18 years where we have given great amounts to well in the desert, feeding the the homeless, to shelter in the storm for uh, Uh, women of domestic violence. I mean, we do have our own outreach programs, even though we are a 501c3 charity, in in quotes, uh, spiritual organization. And uh, we teach these principles. And there's an old saying, if you give a man bread, you feed him for a day. If you teach him how to plant, you feed him for a lifetime. We teach these universal principles of life that allow us to become self-sufficient, take responsibility for our lives, and be in the world to make a difference. Because we're not just in the world to make a living. We're in the world to make a difference. And I don't care if you're a cashier at the grocery store or perhaps uh you know, in the days when, uh, in fact, in Oregon, they still have people who pump gas, that when there is a light in the eyes, there is beauty in the soul, and it is absolutely contagious. So our spiritual center, um, we were actually uh, voted in in 2012, uh, best, place, best places of worship, and we're all inclusive. I mean, our God is an all-inclusive God that moves beyond color, race, creed, sexual orientation, and political affiliation. That we have no creed but love. Love one another as I have loved you. And we have no doctrine but the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So that, you know, it, it draws the largest circle. And uh, when we draw the largest circle, it's all we include all. So thank you so much for allowing me to share this. And our Wednesday night live, uh, we you know, used to rent a facility and I, we would have speakers come in. And my Wednesday night live is at the Rose of Sharon Sanctuary living room, which you are viewing me right now. We also do our Sunday services here. And you can tune in. Uh, we have a video library on the Interfaith, uh, Interfaith Spiritual Center Palm Springs. Uh, on Facebook, and there's a video library, and uh, Marla and I were just discussing the Easter service that was presented here at the Rose of Sharon Sanctuary, and music from Jesus Christ Superstar in Godsville, and very up, and very uplifting. It was a, it was a beautiful service, and, and those of us who, uh, Reverend Perry and uh, Fleet uh, Easton, who is the, the crown prince of Palm Springs as our vocal soloist, and myself, three of us present uh, the service, and it's a virtual service, and we do this every Sunday. And then every Wednesday night, I present from a theme, a topic. Uh, last night was the grace of wisdom, where we really talked about wisdom. So, uh, yes, we're doing a good work, and I feel that we're making a difference, and uh, we would love for you to participate. Thank you so much for sharing that, and I hope you all have gotten this information, but if not, it'll be on our site so you can find Dr. Sharon Stroud and all of her services that you can tune into at Interfaith Spiritual Center Worldwide. And, um, oh my God, if you haven't just like loved her from listening to everything Sharon has shared with us today, and there's so much more because we're so much more. And we have so many more experiences that we really need 
a way to maneuver through life. And so true. You and your organization are perfect to help be that guide. And you don't have to be in Palm Springs to be able to to reach out to Sharon. So and she's open and she's expansive. And what she's showing you here is just a small bit of who she truly is. Thank you. You're just your magnificence is, is huge. I'm so I'm so pleased I can serve as your reflection, Marla. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. No, serious. <laughs> so we were talking um, before before we left about your supermarket experience, but how how a spirit divinely intervenes at certain times. Yes, yes, exactly. And we were just uh, discussing on the break that we make the longest journey on the planet. Yes. It's the 18-inch journey from the head to the heart because these principles are the easiest principles in the world to, to really, you know, we can theorize and hypothesize and, and uh, you know, put it out there in just the most knowledgeable way. But until it reaches the heart, it is hollow. We have to embody it. So when it reaches the heart, we embody it. We live from this space this energy of knowing that spirit goes before us and prepares the way as we become a lamp into our own feet, drawing others into our light and our energy field so that everyone and anyone who comes within our energy field is healed and uplifted in our presence. And you know that there are people, they enter a room and you know they're there. They carry such a light and an energy and a joy remembering that joy is the most infallible sign of the presence of God. Whatever we conceive our God to be, whatever name we put on our higher power, it does not matter. But to acknowledge that which is within each and every one of us, that is the energy of the universe. And it's within each and every one of us. This is why I love this way of life, is that every day is a new day. And that we can choose peace instead of what just came into the energy field that doesn't look like peace. We can choose joy. We can choose we can choose beauty, right? Yes. Beauty, nonviolence. There's so many amazing things we can do that would support and lift us rather than try to squash us and pull pull us down. That's right. Through the the fear. And and yes. it's really interesting because there's a an ancient uh, parable and it was about uh, the angel of the presence that she was standing there uh, on the precipice of a beautiful mountain and she saw the angel of death come through and and she said uh, oh brother angel uh, where are you where are you going and he said I'm going to Benares and she said oh well Godspeed and time went by and the uh, angel of death came through again and uh, the angel of the presence said brother angel you said that you were only going to take 50 from Benares and you took 50,000 what happened he said I did take 50 fear took the rest I just got goosebumps that's an amazing fear took the rest right and so that's why we need to keep our spiritual equanimity and shift the scales in favor of spirituality, shift the scales in favor of peace, shift the scales in favor of kindness. I mean, when, you know, we have choices. Uh, And if you have a choice of being right or being kind, choose kindness and you will always be right. 
Think about it. It will always be right. And the Course in Miracles states, would you rather be right or happy? You know, and uh, but if we choose kindness, we will always be right. And you can't ever give too much kindness. There just is no such thing as too much kindness. And if people are, you know, you feel that people are disrespectful or they're not acting out of their highest self, send compassion. It has nothing to do with us. They're projecting on us. Yes. They're projecting their own sadness, their own hurt, their own grief, whatever they're experiencing, they're projecting outward. So when we send compassion and uh, light, I mean, you may not feel loving, so send compassion and light, <laughs> right? Uh, energetically, you're going to neutralize the energy field. And we've all had these experiences, each and every one of us. And we just, you know, I, I use it as a trigger rather than reacting to just send light and compassion. Because we all, we all have high energy days and lower energy days. And the high energy days are wonderful and all's right with the world and everything's unfolding and everything works. And then we have those days when nothing does. So for me, that's a trigger to just get on my slant board, my slant cushion, and just, you know, let go of the laws of gravity for a moment and recreate the energy field. Renew the energy field. Regenerate the energy field. Because, you know, sometimes we sleep well and we get up and it's wonderful and other times we don't. And it's just to have compassion for ourselves as well and to give ourselves what we need. And sometimes the best medicine truly is to go within and just let it all go and breathe into it, take a little break, and then go back to it with a renewed energy. Yes. And, you know, we all relate to computer issues and uh, <laughs> we find out who we are, don't we? We <laughs> certainly do. Yeah. It's yeah. so funny. Well, it Dr. Is. Sharon Stroud, I am so grateful for you this conversation. I'm grateful for you being here today. I hope this isn't the first and last time. I hope we'll have Oh, I love being with you. No, I, I want to come back again and again. It's oh. just been great. I love Wonderful. it too. Thank you so much. You're and so I'm, welcome. Oh. Every conversation I have with you is just more and more uplifting and it just reminds me of things that, yes, I do feel this way and, you know, I'm just now remembered to incorporate it in or, or just tweak something I'm already doing and give it another go. Yes, it is. It's stimulating that, uh, that energy within your heart and that it all opens up for you. And it's, I think we go through a process of remembrance, remembering who we are. Absolutely. Yeah. And so please feel free to reach out to Dr. Sharon Stroud with any questions or comments. And if you um, find, you can find her at the interfaithworldwide.com. So you'll be able to contact her through there. I want to thank everyone at Voice America for all you do to get this show going and up and running and perfect. I want to thank Teresa Scott and Reed my assistant, my right arm, my left arm, and welcome Angelique Wiesman. Welcome to the team. And I want to thank you out there for taking the time out of your day and out of your life to be a part of this podcast. Because without you, well, we need you. Yeah. So, and we, and so until the next time, I send you love, I send you blessings, and I send you gratitude. Stay well, stay happy. Mm-hmm. 